and dream of para, para, paradise, para, para, parachute, para, para, parallelogram, oh, para, para, parasite, para, para, paratrooper, para, para, paragraph, oh, yeah, para, para, parasol, para, para, Paradox, para, para, parrot. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Stu and Al pod. I'm Al. I'm Para Stu. Oh, parallelograms. That was my tribute to the song Paradise by uh, Coldplay. So Stu, I've just seen you drinking. You've got Peroni. I do, yeah. I've got little cans of Heineken. 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 Lovely stuff. So, Stu, how are you doing? What you got to tell me? Oh, well, Al, I don't know if you've heard or not, but there was, um, there's been some serious backlash this week uh, when they found some old Avengers comic, yeah. which saw one of the characters in their slating aquatic sports. Oh. Would you believe? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to... Not really sure if there'll be any punishment, but nobody expects to ban fishing for vision oh. just yet. Oh, very good, very good. Speaking of the Avengers, oh, well, yeah. so actually Tony Stark is meant to be in that new Happy Gilmore sequel as a caddy. Oh, yeah. You've heard about that, yeah. There's a scene where uh, Happy asks which club to use, and Tony says, use an Iron Man. <laughs> and speaking of historical figures from World War Two. Yes. Uh, there's been a small town this week in America that have uh, decorated a bar ready for M- Memorial Day this year. Oh. Nothing too fancy, just a general pattern. Oh, oh, oh let me play the imagine everybody goes. Dude, um, speaking of Monty Python, have you heard that they're going to do a new TV show? Uh, it's coming this, I think it's ready, for, they're going to do it for Christmas. It's the top 10 Monty Python sketches of all time, voted by the general public. Mm. Uh, as I say, I'll be on at Christmas. Some sketches that are in the running stew are um, the dead parrot, parrot sketch, the yep. four Yorkshiremen and the Ministry of Funny Walks. However, yes. no one expects the Spanish Inquisition to top the poll. So... <laughs> And that is time called on all future Spanish Inquisition jokes now. Do you think we should stop them? That's it. That's done it. That is the end. Brilliant. Well, well, let's say goodbye to that and say hello Mm. to top three. Top three. Top three, Al. So each episode we pick a subject and both tell each other our top three things about that subject. And then we get everyone on the webs to join in and tell their top three things on the subject as well. An example would be what are your top three things of top three things about knowing me, knowing you with Alan Partridge. I like the bit when he went My next guests aren't Perlandine, but Scotlandine. That was one of my favourite bits. <laughs> Ah, uh, I missed that show. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what, Al? I just wish I could have some sort of like Alan Partridge mug. Well, now I can. There's yeah. a new website out www.alienjudge.co.uk with Ooh. all Alan Partridge merchandise there for sale. Excellent. Check it out. Checking it out. Cashback. So, Stu, in the last episode, it was your choice for top three, and you chose top three? Video games. No! <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stu, I, I, I don't know about you, but I went proper old school with my answers. Nothing above the uh, mid-90s for, for me. All right. I, um, I, everything five pictures after the 90s. Well, uh, as soon as it's your choice, do you want me to go first? Yeah, fine, yeah, it's fine. Okay, so for my number three, Stu, I have gone with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade Machine, the one that you would find in what? arcades as a as a young whippersnapper. 
Came out what in a 19, Yeah, came out in 1989, and it was a four-player game. Massive machine it was that you'd find. The first time I saw it, Stu, I was in Florida in a hotel, and there was a massive bit, and you could sit down and play it. And you used to play that with a lot of other guys from uh, uh, America. You can actually, Stu, buy it now. You can buy the arcade machine. It's a smaller version. It's $329.99. I think it's a definite purchase at some point. When this podcasting money rolls in. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't That's, know anything about um, it. Oh, sorry, Karen. I was going to say, in the words of Senator Palpatine, do it. Yes, please. Uh, so if you don't know anything about it, it was a four-player game, um, and it was eventually released on the NES and uh, other consoles as well. You could play as any character, Donatello, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, or Michelangelo, and you had to rescue April and Splinter after they had been kidnapped by the bloody evil Shredder. <laughs> Bastard, man. Yeah, you had to fight people along the way, like Bebop and Rocksteady and uh, Kang. Was it Kang? Krang. Crang, that was it. Crang! <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was actually voted the 25th best NES game of all time, which I thought was pretty impressive. I don't think I actually ever played it on the NES. I just loved it on the arcade. So. Were you ever a fan of that game on the arcade, Stu? Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah. It Excellent. was a class. I used cool. to like watching titles as a kid as well, so to play the game. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Was Who, I think I had, I had a Turtles game on the Game Boy as well. Oh, did you? Who who did you play as if you were a tur- uh, playing a Turtles game? I always was uh, Donatello. See, I liked Donatello and Leonardo because their weapons were the best. But the actual mm. um, seating for the arcade machine, you always wanted to be in the middle because if you're on the outside, you, it was harder to see the screen. So I was always <sighs> Raphael because he was in the middle but to the right. And it was just, it got the best view, I thought, of the game. But yeah, that's my number three, Stu. So what's yours? Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube. Double Dash! Yeah. The game was class. Uh, so this is more kickback to when I lived with two of our listeners. Yep. Uh, Johnny Hams, Haze on Fire. And uh, Richie B to an extent as well. Where we used to play this game to death. Yeah. Uh, me and Haze on Fire would team up a lot uh, on Johnny Hams. Uh, just because. Why not? Yeah. Uh, blue shell controversies as well yeah. uh, drink Mario Kart which we uh, introduced as well where you had to finish a bottle of beer before the end of the, each race okay when we were younger we could do that I yeah that's like that. what two and a half minutes yeah impressive <laughs> uh, so the, the game was released in 2003 uh, the fourth installment of the Mario Kart series it sold a million copies in its first seven weeks of sales. Oh, yeah. And it's the third best-selling GameCube game in Australia. Oh. It really is. It really was such a good game. I just love playing that. Yeah. And I still have it on the GameCube today. Excellent. Well, Stu, for my number two, I'm going to stick with Mario Kart, but I'm going to go for the original Mario Kart uh, on the SNES. On out, the SNES, yeah. Brought out on the 27th of August, 1992. Uh, go-kart races, you pick up shells, stars, banana skins, etc. It didn't have the blue shell um, of the later no. games or, things, or, or ones like that. Um, there was, but there is there are actually 10 Mario Kart games now. 10 of them. It's insane. Uh, you could play as all characters from the Mario franchise. There were, I think it was eight characters in that one. Um, yeah. And they had recurring track themes such as Bowser's Castle. Rainbow Great Road track. and Haunted House. I hated Rainbow Road because there was no sides to yeah, it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was bloody hard. But <clears throat> I love that original Mario Kart game. I don't know if I went back and played it now whether I'd find it as fun because it's probably quite dated. But I have played the new one that's out on the uh, Switch and I really enjoy that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah just the great. Switch was pretty good. Good racing games. They are. Yeah, yeah. Mario Kart and Snows. I used to play that one quite a lot and all. Yeah, I think we've probably, you, yeah, I imagine we probably played that together. If I had a SNES. Good old SNES. Miss my yeah. SNES. That's, that's my number two, Stu. Give me your number two, please. Okay, so, growing up after the SNES, I went PlayStation. I had the PS1 and the PS2. Yep. And then there was a game that came along, 
that made me switch to the Xbox for the first time. Woo. It all started with me, you and Chris from VAR at the bar down the pub watching a Saturday early kickoff, as we used to do all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> and an advert came on at half-time with a, a character running down some wrecked street and coming up with some like 100-foot locust. And he decided oh, yeah. to take it on with a machine gun. So I was just like, I need this game. That game was Gears of War. Yeah. And I learned it was, uh, you play as Marcus Phoenix. It's part of a Delta Squad. That also consisted of Dominic Dom Santiago. Yeah. Oh, Domi. Augustus Coltrane Cole. Coltrane. Coltrane. Woohoo. Damon Baird. Uh, Baird-y. (laughs) Damo. Father Damo. Oh, well, if it was him. <laughs> Marcus, what do you like best? Chainsaws or blur? <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaws. What? <laughs> I mean blur. So, um, yeah, but, uh, a bit of facts about the game. Even though it's like probably one of the best uh, action games I've ever played in my life. Marcus Phoenix is voiced by John DiMaggio, who also did the voice of Bender, Bender on Futurama. Yeah. Mm. Gears sold a million copies in its first two weeks of sale. Uh, and the popularity of the track used on the advert uh, helped Gary Jules's Mad World reach number one five years after being recorded. Christmas number one, I think. I'm yes. Sure Christmas number one. Excellent choice, Stu. Good game. I'm sure I played really it. Well. I'm, I never really played it on my own, but I have played it a two-player version of it. I'm sure I probably played it with you, to be honest. Yeah, you can do the car campaign. There's then there's a four-player horde mode as well online where you just yeah. fight wave after wave. And, uh, wave so after wave. wave. Xbox Live. <laughs> so, Stu, for my number one, I'm going back to 1994, and I'm going to go for Sensible World of Soccer. So this mm. was the sequel to the 1992 game Sensible so- Soccer, brought out by Sensible Software. <laughs> Very good. Uh, it combines 2D football with comprehensive manager mode, had a total of 1,500 teams and 27,000 players. It was, voted the, uh, it was voted the best of game of all time by Amiga Power, and there, the theme tune to it was called goal, Goal-Scoring Superstore Hero, which went like this. He's a goal-scoring superstar hero! And <laughs> basically went like that. But it was just—it was just one of those games that I could play constantly. I used to love the manager mode, where you could either take charge of the games and you could play the games, or you could just be the manager of them. You'd only get twenty seasons, but you'd get different jobs. There was the transfer market. You could be England manager, take them to the World Cup. I just absolutely loved it. I'd always, and I'd, for some reason, I'd always start off with Barnet, and because uh, they had a player <laughs> called uh, Kevin Rattray, and he was incredibly fast. And he was the player that would stay with me all the way through until I got to the Premier League and the Champions League and whatever. It was just, it was such a good game. Loved it. What do you think? Um, I didn't like it. Why? I couldn't play it. I couldn't get, I couldn't get the controls. It was every tricky. time I went to, every time I turned to the player, the ball would carry on yeah, running off. I, I just couldn't do it. It was quite tricky. We, I, mean, I played around like, yours a few times, and I yeah. was like, yeah, turn it off, put strike on. But it was, <laughs> it was one of those where there was like there was one button for it to kick, and it would be it depend on how long you held yeah. the button in for for how powerful the kick was. So it was very basic, but I just loved it, loved the game. No, not for me. Not for you, right? Go on, then, give us your yeah. number one. So the game that made me switch back from Xbox to PlayStation, which was The Last of Us. Oh yeah, good game. Uh, very good game. I think I think I'll ever play a game better than this. So you play as Joel uh, in a world that has gone to shit and is overrun by the infected. It's a story of survival as Joel crosses paths with Ellie while he's on a mission for the uh, busted fireflies. Uh, a girl that's immune to the infection, and he sets out to protect her at all costs from these fireflies. Uh, it's a very good game. I don't know if you played it. I've not. No. Uh, I've not. I do. I love the look of it, and I've heard such good things of it. But I just, I'm not very good at. I'm not very good at computer games, to be honest. Um, I completed Grand Theft Auto Five, 
but that's probably the last game I've completed since I was probably, you know, back in the 90s or something. Mm. 90s? No. But I never More used to... No, but I, I'm very... No, I'm, Grand Theft Auto Five obviously, is, is... You know, I completed that last year, I think it was. Mm. But before that, I can't even remember the last game that I completed. Maybe Street Fighter mm. 2. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I've... I think I completed this twice on the PS3 and then another twice again on the PS4. Uh, if you ever get to play it out, there's a scene with a giraffe walking past. You'll you'll know when you get there if you ever do play it. Because I'll see a giraffe. Magical. <laughs> uh, so the sequel was released last year as well. The TV series also in the works. That was also a good game of sequel. Finished yeah. that. That was tough. But we got there in the end, didn't we? Got there in the end. Uh, Joel and Ellie are voiced by Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. Yep. And this game sold up 1.3 million units in its first week of sale. Ooh. So that's my number one. Uh, special shout-outs, the ones that didn't make the list, to Bioshock, the yep. game that broke my heart and gave yep. me trust issues. GTA Vice City, Championship Manager 9798, Time Splitters, and the good old classic Paperboy. Ah, yeah. I have to say, Football Manager 97, uh, any of the LMA managers, which were quite quality. I used to like um, those kind of games. Striker on the snares, obviously. And uh, yes. Leisure Suit oh, Larry. Do you remember Leisure Suit Larry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shocking. Will he? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so what have we got from the social media? Quite a few, actually, are. Mm-hmm. Quite a few to get through. Right, let's go. So, we'll start as we always do. Regular Gav. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's put in the one, the only football game he could play, which was the Nintendo World Cup on the NES. <laughs> oh, yeah, terrible. Hitting over red kick, it's always going in. Uh, he's got number two Mega Man on the Game Boy and Duck Hunt on the du- NES. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. <laughs> uh, Mr. Comrath. Chris has picked Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Yes, great game. Uh, Sensible Soccer. Yep. Manic Miner. Manic Miner, yep. I'm going to get some right shit for slagging off swaz, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, John Fenley, new to the show. Hello, John. Fenners. Fenners. Uh, Jack the Nipper 2. Ikari Warrior. Yes. Target Renegade. Yes. Yep. Voices there. Moaning Myrtle, Keza G, Spire of the Dragon, Mm -hmm. Uh, Broken Sword, Shadows of the Templars, Director's Cut. Okay. (laughs) GTA GTA Vice City, great choice. Uh, Australian Dan, G'day Dan. G'day Dan. Lilac Wars, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yes. And Crazy Taxi, which he still (laughs) plays today. Sorry, <laughs> that's a great that was game. brilliant game. Uh, honorable mention to Zelda's Breath of the Wild on the Switch from him as well. Okay, as you said, you always have to pick a Zelda game. Yeah, fair. Uh, Keith Campbell, gone old school. Tetris, Paperboy in 1942. Yep. Uh, another newbie to the show, Dirk Smith. Yep, Hello, Dirk. Dirk. Hello, Dirk. Zelda's Link to the Past on the Snares. Yeah. Uh, Champman 9798. Yeah. Classic. Metroid Prime on a GameCube. Bang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frankie, then. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Decent, as always. Cheers, Frankie. Brendotron. Brendotron. Sonic the Hedgehog. Broken Sword. Shenmue. Oh, fucking Shenmue. Say Shenmue. Say Shenmue. Stop putting them tweets out, Brandon. No one cares about <laughs> Shenmue. <laughs> Good, Brandon. <laughs> um, Paul Shepard. Shepards. Shepards. Final Fantasy VII, class. Resident Evil 2, perfect. Yep. GoldenEye, N64. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Great. Three solid choices. Cheers, Shepherds. 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 Uh, Richie Andrews. Yoshi's Island. 
Yeah. Super Smash Bros. Yes. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yep. We also used to play Pez a lot, me and Richie as well. Back oh, in the day. yeah. So did we. Yeah, so did we. Um, Vicky. Bubble Bobble on the C64. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Great game. Super Mario World on the SNES. Yep. And Sonic the Hedgehog on the N64. Okay. Solid choices there, to be fair. Yeah, well done. Sis. Alex's sister, everyone. Uh, Luke Fowler. Luke E. Luke E. New to the show. Uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World on yeah. the Master System. Built into Michael the Master System. Yeah, that's the one. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on the Master <laughs> System. A beautiful game. Yeah. <laughs> and Jet Step Radio on the Dreamcast. A okay. Sega Clean Sweep. Oh, the Dreamcast. Good console. Yeah. Um, Layla. Uh, Mario World, Sonic and Pac-Man. Decent. Uh, Marta, Nintendogs, Call of Duty (laughs) Zombies and Barbie's Race and Ride. Oh, fair enough. Interesting there. Uh, A.A. Dilla, Tekken, Crash Bandicoot, Zuma. Yep. Uh, Tash just put Crash Bandicoot doesn't understand the conception of top three <laughs> you know <laughs> Callum Need for Speed Underground Bioshock GTA San Andreas yep solid solid uh, Rebecca's pick Call of Duty Black Ops when drunk but can't do this anymore as she is adulting okay fair Danny's gone for Mortal Kombat 2, Gears of War, Chase HQ. Mm-hmm. And honourable mention to Custer's Revenge. Hakeem's gone for a FIFA clean sweep of 08, 12 and 19. Yep. Finners, Jack and Daxter. Finners, Finners. Finners. Jack and Daxter, Modern Warfare 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. On the PS2, that was a good game. Yeah. Uh, Nadim, Modern Warfare 2, PES 5, Need for Speed Underground. And honourable mention to Max Payne. Yeah. Yep. And Cat, come from Pac-Man, Croc, and Space Invaders. We'll go back to Cat in a minute. Two more from the VAR boys. Uh, Dan, Championship Manager 9798. Yeah. Solid. Dragon Quest 4. And Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. And also Paradoid, honourable mention there, as well as Shining Force. And Chris, who debuted on our... Euro 2020 special come for Alex Kidd on the Mass System Winter Olympics on the Mega Drive LMA, LMA Manager on the PS1 Excellent that choices your So Al Cat um, yep. who we usually call Catherine the Great I believe now don't we is that the name we yeah. settled with yeah. um, So she's put forward to do a little thing for us called Cat's Corner Yeah What do you What's think that about that? Uh, interesting facts that um, yeah. interesting facts about stuff, Cats. useful things for pub quizzes. I'd like her to do a section about interesting facts about cats. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, cat, when you listen to this back, tell us what you think about that. You want yeah. to do stuff about cats? Cats corner with cat about cat. <laughs> yeah, could be a deal breaker. Ooh, <laughs> we'll give it a trial. See how it goes. Right, so that was uh, top three. That was Stu's choice. So for the next episode, Stu, what I've gone with is we always tend to be drinking a lager during the old podcast. So I thought, well, why don't I use that to my advantage? So in the next episode, Stu, I would like to know your top three lagers. Oh. So listeners, if you'd like to get in contact and tell us your top three lagers, why not uh, tweet us or Instagram us at Stu and Alpod, or you can email us, stuandalpod at gmail.com. So that... I don't think anyone's ever emailed us. No. Get on the email, people. So that was anyone. Nice. Anyone email us. Just this, this once. We've yeah, never received please. an email. <laughs> so that was top three, and now it is time for 90s Corner. I'm having Shandy Bass. Nineties corner. In each episode, Stu and I bring something from the nineties. We discuss it. If we both think it's great, then it gets swept into nineties corner. If one of us thinks it's shit, 
it gets sold off in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent. Stu, I'm going to go first this week because mine's a simple one. It's a sensible one. It's sensible soccer. It's been spoken about already from 1992, the bird's eye view 2D game of soccer. I loved it. And now hearing your opinion of it, I don't think you're that keen. So do you want me to just no. stick it straight in the paper? Afraid so, mate. I'm sure right. you'll get plenty of buyers. <laughs> in it goes. Not for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's fine. Stu, tell us your 90s corner. <laughs> uh, I had one, Albert. I swapped it. Uh, I'm going for striker on this. Oh, awesome. Play to death. And uh, we had countless games on that. I can't see it not being swept in, to be honest. Oh, yeah. you got to sweep it in. The five aside, indoor five aside. That's the one. The indoor five aside was the best, wasn't it? Yeah, me and you playing Wally on it. And if anybody came near the ball, we'd slide tackle them. <laughs> <laughs> Get players sent off. It was yeah, we had to four aside at one point. Yeah. Yeah, no, class that one. Uh, that's going through then. Sweep it in. Wonderful. Have we, any, uh, have we got any social media? No. Yeah. So, Nothing this week. Come on, listeners, get in contact. So no one if, said it. No one sent anything in. I can't believe it. Right. So if you would, I'm going to have to start going up to people in the street if you don't send things in, listeners. So if you would like to send something for consideration into '90s Corner, then get in contact. Still an alpod at gmail.com or Twitter and Instagram, at Stu and Alpod. Get in contact. Yeah, or we'll just stop doing it. <laughs> right, so, still to come, uh, Al pops down to the Bag of Nails in London. London? Yeah. Uh, we've got a bizarre story about a, an exotic bird coming up. Uh, Mike Reed pops by for more top tips. Uh, can I beat Al again on Bastermind and continue my streak? Uh, we will find out shortly, but first, here's some ads. For sub, for comedy, and for impressions, it's time for Al's ads. 97% of men suffer from chilly cocks. <laughs> Even in the hot summer days. Arse cracks and bollocks get sweaty, but the knob stays cold. <laughs> We here at Barry's have invented Barry's Woolen Willy Warmers. But don't take my word for it. Here is a very satisfied customer. Due to the recent hot wave, heat He's wave, <laughs> I've been wearing less clothing. Although my arse crack and bollocks sweated, my willy was cold. Thanks to Barry's Woolen Willy Warmers, I no longer have to worry when I walk down to the Asda to buy my Scotch eggs and Super Sense cider, I can just go naked apart from one of Barry's woolen willy warmers. Yes, I've been arrested on numerous occasions and I've made old ladies scream, but it's worth it for having a warm cock. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> so why not be one of the 97% of men who suffer from chilly cocks to make a difference? and buy one of Barry's woolen willy warmers. They come in different patterns. Blue, green, <laughs> or leopard print. Buy one today. Different pattern, blue. <laughs> now it's time for In The News. Each episode, Stu tells us two news stories, one that he's made up himself and one that he's found on the web. He also gives us the weather, sports results, travel, anything he likes, really. So, Stu, I'm going to get it right. Here are your headlines. <laughs> Axel Rose confirms he'll be joining the reboot of kids' show Rainbow. He said, I'm going to be saying welcome to the bungle. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Billy, Billy Idol explains why he was voted off Great British Bake Off this week. He said, I made pies without a base. <laughs> and Frank Sinatra hires his own pilots to go see Newcastle play. Frank was heard saying, 
Fly me to the tomb. <laughs> Let me play among the stars. <laughs> Lovely still. Not that he's not been dead for a few years, but... A lot of people that are dead are featured on this uh, new oh, stuff. Yeah, true. <laughs> but first, a bright orange bird who was found on the side of the A41 this week has been spotted. <laughs> has been spotted <laughs> for its usual look. <laughs> Workers at the Tiddywinkles Wildlife Hospital. <laughs> changing, <laughs> changing name, lads. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Tiddywinkle. <laughs> My cat's not feeling well. Well, let's take it to Tiddy Winkles. No. <laughs> I'd rather take it to a serious animal hospital, please. So workers at the Tiddy Winkles Wildlife Hospital in Aylesbury took the tropical-looking bird in, not knowing what to expect. And when it arrived, they assumed it was exotic. I mean, this just shows how poor they are. Yeah. Uh, a quick wash later, they realised it was just a seagull covered in curry sauce and turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> Fittingly, <laughs> they now. If you ever woke up after a night out covered in curry sauce, <laughs> you're not the only one. Because old Vinny the uh, Vinny the uh, Seagull, named after a Vindaloo, has done exactly the same. <laughs> Does it explain how he managed to get covered in curry sauce and turmeric? I'm hoping he got pissed, <laughs> found a curry, went for it, yeah. didn't pay off. Uh, thankfully, the gull wasn't injured or harmed, but just tempor- temporarily was unable to fly. Uh, Tiggy Winkles Hospital said, we are sorry about our name and we have no idea how he got into this predicament. But apart from the, um, the colour and smell, he was healthy. This is one of the strangest casualty circumstances we have seen in a while. I mean, I suppose it'll be fine to fly off soon. Oh, gosh. Should be no problem at all there. Oh. And if you want to come around the corner, you can uh, have a look at the picture of Vinny I've got here as well. Hey, and tell him to take his time. Hey. Hey. Um, Jalfrazy. Another, another <laughs> curry. Uh, story number two. John Bon Jovi is oh. planning on opening up a series of hospitals in New Jersey and is also studying to be a doctor as a way Ooh. of paying back to the city he loves. Oh, good. The New Jersey rocker got the idea after watching countless episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Me and you both, John. I love that show. He says, look, I'm tired of having all this bad medicine around oh, in our hospitals. God. <laughs> so I'm here to help. I don't aim to go down in a blaze of glory. It's just <laughs> me giving back to Jersey. It's my life. <laughs> a great career in music with runaway success. Uh, Feels like I've been living on a prayer this whole time. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, my, my new hospital is all state of the art of course uh, no cutting corners for me the beds the beds smell great it's like having a bed of roses in here <laughs> all patients are welcome you could be wanted dead or alive we don't care <laughs> come on down I've got you Jersey I'll be there for you uh, this is the point where I went to give John Bon Jovi a hug because I love him uh, but he went all funny and said, whoa, don't you lay your hands on me. <laughs> and, uh, and that was that. Uh-huh. Born well, to be my baby. <laughs> Dude, I have actually uh, heard of the story about the bird covered in um, curry sauce. <laughs> it's so funny. So I know that that one is uh, the real story. And obviously, whenever you say a musician now, I know that that's the fake one. So I'm going to go with the Bon Jovi one as being the fake one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the curry-flavoured seagull was true. Mm-hmm. I think I found that on No Context uh, something or other on Twitter. Yeah. And I saw the Metro sign on the story, so I went on the Metro website, found it. It happened a couple of years ago, actually. So. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. But there you go. Uh, you want a bit of sport, Al? Yes, please. Okay, so the Avengers is, uh, are getting ready to compete at this year's Olympics, but as their own team. Okay. Oh, yes. They'll be flying that A as their flag as they come into the opening ceremony. Yeah. Um, so in tennis, we've got an Avenger who will be competing and sorting out the video replays, uh, which will be Hawkeye. <laughs> Very good. Um, Thor is competing in the javelin. All uh-huh. right. 
Uh, he did discuss to do yeah. the hammer, but they decided it won't be fair. <laughs> and Johnny Storm will be lighting the Olympic torch. Yeah, Flame brilliant. on! <laughs> and in travel news, which leads us on to this, uh, for those travelling to this week's Lawn Bowls tournament, uh, don't bother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we should get into Lawn Bowls. Imagine I really like it. Yeah. I bet it's quite good fun. Bet it's not. We'll do a special podcast from down there. Can we bring tins? Yeah, of course. Good. Uh, in business news, our, our favourite pub, the Bag of Nails, oh. is now floating on the stock market, which is ironic considering Bev told me you left a floater in there the other day as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very good. Which brings us to this week's weather, which is woody. Oh, you got a friend in me. Somebody's <laughs> pies on the waterhole. <laughs> There's a snake in my boots. <laughs> Reach for the star. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Stu. So that was in the news. And now it is time for Buster Mine. Hey, Buster Mind. In each episode, Stu and I give each other a subject that we might not want to research, but we have to through Wikipedia. And then we ask each other five questions on that subject to see who wins. It is currently 7-5 to me. And in the last episode, yeah, Stu, a roll, I? you are on a roll. roll. Stu, last subject, the last episode, I gave you Hulk Hogan to research and you gave me... Mm. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. So, Stu, uh, do you want to ask me questions first or shall I go first? No, you ask me first, Al. Okay, so Stu, your chosen subject is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, your time starts now. Question one. When is Hulk's birthday? August the 11th, 1953. Yes, well done. Bloody hell. Um, these are, it was near the top, so... <laughs> Question two, in which yeah. state was he born in? Which US state? That would be the state of Georgia, Al. Correct. Uh, question three, in which year was he a musician? 1972. Oh, in 1976. Ah. Question four, what was the name of his first wife? Linda. Linda. Correct. And question five, how tall is he? And I'll take it in feet and inches or in centimetres. Six foot seven. Correct, Stu. You have scored four out of five. I know you're a big fan of the oh. Hulkster anyway, so well done. Uh, just got it wrong on that bloody musician thing. That was I knew it was the 70s. I just took a stab in it. I couldn't remember yeah. it. Fair play. Well done. So you get on then. Uh, your chosen subject is Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, question one. Name the the name of the wizard governing body in Harry Potter. Oh, um, it's oh, it's Ministry of Magic. That's the one. Yes. The UK publisher for the Harry Potter books. Bloomsbury. Right in the top, I saw that one. That's the one I had to remember. Bloomsbury <laughs> Publishing. I'll accept yep. Bloomsbury. Two for two. The fictional town Harry lived in with the Dursleys. Oh, shit. Um... It's little something. Mm. Um, oh, fuck. Because it's not real, is it? It's, it's made up. Um, That's why it's fictional. Oh, yeah. Little, <laughs> little, 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 little. Whinging. Little whinging. I was about to give you a clue. It's what Keza G does a lot of on Twitter. <laughs> 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 yes, little whinging. Yeah. Uh, you don't get anything for it, but do you want to guess the, the county it's set? Oh, Surrey, isn't it? Surrey, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a toughie. The publication date of the first book. 97. I know it's 1997. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, I was reading this one earlier. Um, uh, oh, fuck. Tw uh, 26th of June, 1997. Oh, he's, he's pulled out somewhere, lads. <laughs> well done. Four for four, right? This is it. Get this one, you win. Ooh. Very exciting, Bastard Mine this week. Ow, how many books are there in the series? Seven. Bit of an easy one, weren't it? Yes! <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. 
five, five four. four it. That's two. We are we are clearly doing our research now. Finally, <laughs> yes, research pays off. Yeah. So that is now eight five to me, Stu. And uh, in the next, oh, do you want your tiebreaker question? I'm going in yeah. So Hulk Hogan had eleven ring names. Eleven. Can you name five of them? Hulk Hogan. Yep. Hollywood Hogan. Yep. Terry Mandem. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll just Hulkster. Tell you. Yeah, no, you could have had. Uh, so you got Hollywood Hogan. It was Hollywood Hulk. Hogan, Hulk Boulder, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Machine, Mr. America, <laughs> Sterling Golden, Terry Boulder. It's Terry, hey, Terry Boulder's on tonight. Well, I love that Terry Boulder. <laughs> the Super and Destroyer. Crap names at the end. Yeah. Go on then. Uh, yours would have been to name all seven books. Uh, Philosopher's Stone. Order of the Phoenix, Deathly Hallows, Half-Blood Prince, uh, Goblet of Fire, and then the other two. The ones you missed, Chamber of Secrets and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. I'm the Prisoner of Azkaban. That one. So, brilliant. So, Stu, uh, the next subject for you, we're on I, and you're going to have, because they're making a new one, Indiana Jones. Excellent. Is that covering all four films, is it? Uh, it's covering whatever the Wikipedia page says it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you've got Iron Maiden. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> top band. And top band. Okay, so that was Bastermind, and now it's time to move on for Tiles and a Bag of Niles. So, tails are the bag of nails. Each week, me and Al take it in turns to go down to our favourite pub in London. London? That's the one, Londinium. It's a beautiful pub. The bag of nails. Can't tell you where exactly it is. I can't remember. Right. This week, uh, you went down, didn't you, Al? I did. I did indeed. And uh, I was going to come with you, but I had that. Um, what's it called? I had that geranium convention. Oh yeah, very. And, uh, you were the guest speaker, so they couldn't yeah, well, not have because of my extensive knowledge of geraniums. Exactly. Travelled so there with a big bag of fresh broccoli. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so Stu, this this week obviously it's Jackie D again with her next Wee. chapter. Now, she's moved forward a little bit. Uh, the book's all over the fucking place, too, because this, this chapter takes place when she's in her 20s. And the last one was when ah. she was at school. So, you know, sometimes I think it's just best to uh, not pick holes in it and <laughs> just no. accept that this is how it's going to be. Well, took us tape, then we'll put there it, go. we'll get it going. There you go. Uh, here we go, chapter three, or the third part, even. Click. Chapter three, the happiest day of my life. In 1996, I met the man of my dreams. He were an Australian dreamboat with a six pack you could bounce a cider bockle off. He were a beautiful singer with a dead trendy haircut. You'll know him as Peter Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I had a poster in my room that I kissed before bed every night. And I did some other things too as well. But I won't mention that now because I want this book to be on Richard and Judy. <laughs> I were in my twenties and so were he. So I knew it'd be a match made in heaven. In the Mysterious Girl video, I knew he was singing about me. And I imagine shagging him under that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine shagging him under that waterfall. Dead classy like. Peter. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Peter <laughs> I'd scream only to wake up in the bath all alone I went to see him live and made my move I had to drop kick a load of slags out the way just to get to him 
Will you sign the tits? I asked. I'm Jackie D. Looks <laughs> sick. He recognised the name and a restraining order followed. Something about sending soiled thongs through the post and threatening his family. I'll never forget that look of fear in his eyes as his bodyguards <laughs> dragged me away, spitting and kicking. Happy days. <laughs> His next few singles bombed and I moved on to Ainsley Area off that ready, steady cook. He put up less of a fight and if anything, he like, seemed to like the attention. So that's where it ends to. That was the end of uh, Jackie Lee's next chapter. So nice to sort of get that, you know, her first love, first real love with um, Peter Andre and then move it on to Ainsley Harriet. So, yeah. So, Classy bird. <laughs> In the next episode, Stu will be taking down a uh, trip down the bag and I'm, I'm still. I was going to come with you, but I am at a Bovril tasting event that I really can't get out of. So ah, shame. Uh, yeah, but you know, good luck. Bring me back some samples. Oh, you're not allowed. You are not allowed. They've got heavy security on the door. Believe me, oh, I tried before. Shit. Got my legs broken. So <laughs> that was tailed down the bag and nails. And let's move on now to Mike Reed's top tips. Mike Reed's top tips. Pep, 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 pep. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette with a couple of tips from Mike Reed on them. Stu, what have you got this week? Well, he's been very helpful again, Al. A tip on survival and oh. a tip if you're going on holiday anytime soon as well. Oh, oh that sounds nice. Yeah, Listeners so. will like that. Yeah. There we Here's go. Tape. And click. Hello. Might read here. A few more tips for you to get by in this thing we call life. Now, being chased by a wild animal, right, that's fine. Just lay down for five seconds. The five second rule will prevent the animal from eating you, as we all know <laughs> what the five second rule does. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> five second and rule. With the summer around the corner, you planning on going on holiday? Well, bring cocaine to the airport, so then you get to pet the dogs. <laughs> and if you lie on the floor for five seconds... <laughs> Again, they will not eat you because of the five-second rule. <laughs> Glad to be here, well, lads. See you next week. Brilliant. Thanks, Stu. That, well, no, not thanks, Stu. Thanks, Mike Reed for... Uh, yeah, you can't thank me out. I just played the tape. From returning from the grave. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> Helpful wonderful. man, isn't he? Yeah. Helpful Mike. So, Stu, that's the end of episode 28. What Have you got anything that you want to say to the readers? I've got a bit of uh, feedback from the listeners, but, uh, you know, have you got anything? There's no, um, no letters about geraniums this week. I won't need answering. Unfortunately not, Stu. Um, I've got the week off, have I? you got the week off, but mainly because I think they're all going to ask you the questions at the geranium um, thing that you went to. Did they, I think a lot of them probably ask you questions there. So, you know. But Stu, this week I decided to go down the pub for feedback to try and get a bit more from the listener. And I went into... You went down the pub? You went down the pub without me? Yeah, well, I wanted to kind of make it as a bit of a surprise. I thought it'd be really nice to kind of get some positive feedback and then play it to you. So I went down to a pub, Stu, but the problem was I went during the England game. Oh, wow. And um, they weren't really listening to the podcast. It was playing over the speakers. So I forcibly turned off the TV so they couldn't watch the football and made them listen to our podcast. Now, I was in a bit dodgy part of town, Stu, so they weren't best pleased. But I think I got some good feedback so i'm going to pass you the tape of that yeah. eventful day um, what was this I, the england friendlies was it yeah well when i woke up after the beatings um this tape was still in my hand so quite lucky oh. yeah so he puts his life online for the show listeners. yeah exactly how, how brave he is right click hi my name's al from the still now pod you've just heard our uh, podcast what, what do you think yeah you wanna that, that you wanna turn off fucking footer, are you? Well, yes, because I want everyone to listen. I tell you what, mate, you fucking deserve fucking kicking, mate. Fucking do that again, I'm gonna fuck it. You fuck, you ain't gonna get out of here alive, mate. I tell you what, though, 
I did like that news feature. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> hi, hi. Um, my name's Al from the Still Now Pod. <laughs> How are you? Um, you've just heard our podcast. What do you think? Amy, that was fucking shit. And you know what? For turning off the footy, I'm going to kick your fucking head in. Hey, I like that Jackie D, though. If you can get me a number. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> um, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Hi. Um, my, name's Al- <laughs> my name's Al from the Stu and Al pod. Um, you've obviously just heard our podcast. I'm sorry about turning off the football. I've had to say apologise to everyone. But what did you think of the show? Did you like it? You aim it. You, you, you had a one fucking tear off the fucking footy, are you? Where you do that again, pal? I'm fucking smash your face in, like. I you, fucking, I'll hit you, man. Hey, I tell you what, though, I really like that 90s stuff. I've got one for you. I really like about the 90s. The moon landing. Uh, um, I think that was uh. 1969. No, man, it was 1999. I think you'll put it in your podcast, and if you don't, I'll smash your fucking face in, man. All right, I will do. Um, so, Stu, mixed feedback. And also, I have to say that um, the 1969 moon landing is now in 90s corner. Um, otherwise, I'll get my face smashed in. So, um, I ain't yeah. pointing through. <laughs> yeah, please, Stu, please. <laughs> I'm going back there again what, for, what, a, for the quiz. What pub was this? <laughs> um, it was ironically called Rough Pub. <laughs> Rough pub. And you had someone from Leicester, Liverpool and Newcastle there. Yep. So... <laughs> One of them Fair places. Enough. It was in an indeterminable um, location. So that was episode 28. If you would like to get in contact with us, maybe tell us something from the 90s that you like, or if you would like to be involved in our uh, top three for the next episode, top three lagers, then give us a shout. We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at stewandalpod. So that, Stu, is episode 28. Onward. Shut up. To episode 29. <laughs> Say goodbye, Stu. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.